other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. Happy President's Day. I hope you had a great weekend. Speaking of presidents, there's going to be a potential future president in our area today. In just six and a half hours or so, you will have the opportunity to see Ron DeSantis at a rally on Staten Island. That's right. It's going to be at 7.30 this morning at Privé, which is a catering hall right next to the Annadale Terrace. That's where we actually had Carmine's uh, baptism. And this is his first stop on a multi-city tour to showcase his pro-cop bona fides as he gears up for an expected White House run. Now, I think it's pretty much sold out at this point. Not that you had to pay, but I don't think they have any seats left available. But I think it's great that DeSantis is coming to Staten Island. There have been a number of presidents that have visited Staten Island in both parties, a number of presidential candidates that have made Staten Island a regular stop when they're thinking about running. And uh, you look, Staten Island is a genuinely bipartisan borough. It voted for Bill Clinton. It voted for George W. Bush. It voted for Barack Obama. It voted for Donald Trump. And I think there's some truth to the fact that whatever way Staten Island goes, so goes the nation. And it's a great opportunity opportunity to meet real people and real New Yorkers, and I'm glad DeSantis is coming to Staten Island. Hey, speaking of Staten Island, I do want to mention there was this uh, fire in which 20 firefighters were injured on Friday, including three pretty seriously. Thankfully, the news yesterday is that one of those firefighters has been released from the hospital. We don't have that person's identity yet, but it just gives you yet another reminder of how much we should appreciate the men and women of the FDNY. Hopefully, the others will be released soon as well. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, it's been a little while before we heard anybody pick on Columbus. Usually the attacks on Columbus and Columbus Day generally tend to be around Columbus Day. Well, I wanted to make you aware of a piece of legislation that has been introduced in the state Senate by Jessica Ramos, and uh, she has proposed legislation that would change the designation of the public holiday of Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. And it's currently in the Senate Finance Committee. And I hope if you're a New Yorker, or even if you're not, if you're listening anywhere in the country, please reach out to your state senator if you happen to be in New York. And if you happen to be outside of New York, reach out to all the state senators and let them know that you think this bill is a loser. For starters, I find it so disrespectful to the indigenous peoples that they would want to steal a holiday to honor them. Give the indigenous peoples their own holiday. Why do you have to take a holiday that a lot of people think is really special and really means something and has a very rich history, not only for Italians, but for people that like Western civilization and people that think European colonization has been a net positive for the continent. 
also people that uh, celebrate immigration because so much of the celebration of Columbus Day involves a celebration of immigrants, not just from Italy, but from all over the place. But aside from being unfair to the indigenous peoples, it's unfair to Columbus and Columbus's contributions to America, Columbus's contributions to the world. So I hope this bill goes nowhere. I'll be reaching out to my state senator and urging him to vote no, and I hope you'll join me. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Do you have a child in New York City public school, and are you concerned about the direction that your child's public school is going? If so, then you ought to know that this Thursday is the deadline to sign up to run for the Community Education Council. Now, what is the Community Education Council? This is basically what replaced the old school boards in New York. They're volunteer boards that contribute to decisions made around school district zoning, education materials, school buildings, and more. They can weigh in on nearly every facet of a student's education, academics, budgets, transportation, safety, accessibility, diversity and inclusion, special education needs, and more. And each of the 32 school districts in New York City has its own community education council and community superintendent representing pre-K through eighth grade for students in that district. High schools are represented by the separate citywide education councils. That's a different story. But if you're interested, then I have posted a link with information on how you can submit an application to run on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash MoranoFan. But uh, my school, my son is obviously not old enough to be in public school yet. But if you are, if you want a greater voice in how the district serves our students and you can't just be thinking about your child, you have to be thinking about the best interests of all the children in that district, I would really encourage you to run. Too often, apathy leads to schools making poor decisions and the best safeguard against apathy is an engaged parent citizenry go to my facebook page facebook.com slash morano fan you're eligible to run if you are a parent with a child enrolled in the district you don't need any special experience there are a couple of prerequisites and uh, that's all spelled out in the application process that i've just posted beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight. Local spotlight. I know what you're thinking. What has Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg done now? This is a big one. He is blatantly refusing to enforce the law. We all know that incarceration is not Alvin Bragg's preferred approach to anything, but now he is blatantly ignoring a state law to avoid sending someone to prison. And this is a law that's specifically intended to protect first responders. Specifically, here's what happened. His office is refusing to bring felony charges against a Harlem hospital patient who viciously assaulted assaulted a nurse. Nikjia Martin left veteran nurse Valentino Tablong bloodied and afraid of losing sight in one eye with a random attack on February 7th. Cops charged Martin with felony assault, appropriately, 
as the state penal code requires in cases of attacks on nurses doing their job, which is exactly what this was, but Bragg's office downgraded it to a misdemeanor charge. That's right. In the rare instances where our state penal code still actually mandates meaningful punishments, Alvin Bragg is blatantly subverting it. No wonder felony crimes in the city have hit highs that we haven't seen in more than a decade. So they say, the Bragg people say, that the lesser charges take into account Martin's underlying mental health needs. I'm sure they're significant, but if those needs make her a menace, the DA should be rushing to get her committed, not rushing to make it less of a jail sentence. I'm sympathetic to anybody going through mental health issues, but that doesn't give you a license to attack nurses and not be charged with a felony. Come on! Beam me up! To be continued.